Hello and welcome to an episode of EKG. My name is Edgar Guzman. And I'm Sister Kathleen. And God will be with us shortly. No, just kidding. God's already here. Yeah. <laughs> God has been waiting for us. I was going to say, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what's funny, Sister? Last week, actually, I had an actual EKG. And I, I was just laughing, you know, when they were doing it. Oh, you mean a real <laughs> an one? An actual, yeah, I went to doctors and uh, they just, you know, check up. And they're like, hey, we'll do an EKG. And I was like, ha. Ah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do it every, yeah. every other week. <laughs> I didn't tell I didn't tell the nurse what, why I laughed, but she just kind of okay. This is weird. <laughs> I should go and clarify. Give her. We gotta make. We gotta make like podcast cards. Yes. Here you go. Take a listen to this or something. It's a good idea for your doctor. <laughs> for a doctor. I was, yeah. I was this at my cardiologist last week too. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So this is why I laughed. It was funny. She's like, all right, we're gonna do an EKG, and I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, anyways, happy to have you guys here again. Uh, thank you for taking the time to listen to us on our clumsy dialogues of faith. Uh, this week, we're talking about ongoing faith formation, something that uh, Sister Kathleen and I partake in, and we share with each other, actually. Sister right. Kathleen, every other week, is telling me, hey, I'm going to email you this, take a listen to this, read this. And then we consider that education, that uh, faith formation. Um, let's, let's talk about when... The system that's already in place through the church, how our faith formation looks like, right? And Sister Kathleen, you are in charge of our, our religious education here at uh, Newman Center. How does that look? What's in place uh, in our church for faith formation? Well, if you want to go back, it's, it's always been catechism classes. Mm. You know, I mean, that goes way back to the fact that uh, one of the first things that was done in this country early on is the Baltimore Catechism. Mm -hmm. And it was a set of volumes that started with the little kids, first, second grade, and they were questions and answers. And we did not have religion classes, and some of the people maybe listening to this can have a little flashback here. We did not have religion classes where we studied uh, our, our faith. We memorized five questions, mm. and then you were called up to sister's desk or the teacher's desk. Uh, I had sisters my eight years of grade school, with the exception of two, two grades, but they were ex-nuns who were now teaching huh. in the Catholic school mm. in the same order that they, they left. Um, and sister would ask you the question, and like, who is God? Or... Why does God love me? Or whatever the answer would be. And then you would spout off the, uh, you they would ask the question, you would spout off the answer. God made me to know, love, and serve him in this world and be happy with him in the next. Mm -hmm. That is a first grade question from, you know, back in 1952. That was in the Baltimore Catechism. That was way back to shortly after the colonial days, mm -hmm. because the Bishop of Baltimore, who was like the bishop over, like an archbishop today would mm -hmm. be, uh, set down, uh, what will all these Catholic refugees coming to the, or immigrants mm -hmm. coming mm -hmm. to this world, what will they learn? Mm -hmm. You know, um, I don't think I ever, we also had Bible stories. We were not allowed to read the Bible because we might misinterpret it. So we had little mm. books of, at each grade level of stories from the Bible. And that I loved. 
I, I, I love that part of it because as you probably have discerned, I'm a story person. Mm-hmm. And so stories always intrigue me. But some of those stories were very loaded with um, kind of being part of the colonies. So we had the Jesuits who went down the St. Lawrence River and were explorers and working with the indigenous people. And they were tortured and maimed and all of this Mm -hmm. stuff. And oh my goodness, our teachers would go into great detail as to what happened to them, you know. And as a child, I was horrified. You know, at the detail, like uh, they pulled all the fingernails out of all of the Franciscans or the uh, Jesuit missionaries. Mm. And these men were crippled for the rest of their lives with the deforming of their hands and and feet or uh, whatever. Some of them lost their lives there, but they came in in just like in settling the whole country down the Mississippi. So so much so that when I entered the convent, our our mother house was on the banks of the Mississippi River. And as I stood there I could see, you know, these boats going down with the Indians coming behind, trailing behind mm-hmm. the the missionaries, you know, uh Father Marquette in and, and all of them who 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 catechized the Indians mm-hmm. sometimes at the end of a sword, you know, either mm-hmm, become Catholic mm-hmm. or die, yeah. you know, so, and those are, those are some of the, the really s- sinful marks on the church of how we, what we did, and we're paying for them today, but anyway, that's not faith for, formation, mm-hmm. but it informed my life, you know, until I got around um, high school age, and I was no longer in a catechism class. And so I had this wonderful group of nuns that taught me who had moved on, but they would constantly be sending me books. And so because it was in the 60s and all of that, I would get books on on Thomas Merton. I would get uh, Imitation mm-hmm. of Christ, uh, Thomas Akempis. Um, all of these things became part of my diet. And then I really do have to say part of it was being here at Newman Center where there was an academic formation of the congregation. And we had classes, and we had movies, we had things that that the church, the diocese, wouldn't let us show, like the movie The Temptation of Christ, Mm -hmm. Last Temptation of Christ. We were forbidden to show it here on campus, or on the in the building. So Father Nego just moved it to campus, Mm -hmm. so that that couldn't be shut down. And we had discussion groups and all of that. So from a very young age. My formation was active and, and well and alive, and, and it has followed me into my life today, you know. So, so First Communion, we get education, and currently your, your uh, work with confirmation, which is really the second time mm-hmm. we have any type of faith formation. Right, right? for young people. For young people. Mm-hmm. And what follows after that that you see? Well, that's, I think, a drawback in, in, our, in our church. Um, unless you, you know, go after it yourself, it's left to Sunday homilies. Yeah, you, you know what? I think of, I asked you the question, but now I came up with two different ones. One, where I was thinking where I saw it, um, when I got married, we had to do the marriage counseling, mm-hmm. and that's somewhat education. It mm-hmm. could be educational mm-hmm. depending on the program, right? Um, 
and God as being called parents. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a godparent for one of my really close friends, his son. Uh, and you have to go to the, the, the sponsors or yeah. Yeah, the godparent class that they do. But really, I think that's it. And that's if, if you ever are called into any of those things. Um, right. But outside of that, is there, is there a whole other? Like you said, maybe just on your own then, huh? Well, I, I think basically overall the Catholic Church has left us alone <laughs> to on our for own. Ourselves. Yeah, to fend for <laughs> ourselves. And, um, but we have an adult education cl- classes here, but I, I, I really feel kind of bad for lay people because mm. there's nothing um, that looks at, the, at them and says, Let's give them something that is um, that that brings them in, mm-hmm. and let you know. Let's um, it's all something or someone else. They don't ask them to go deeper. I, I sign up to different things that come in my telephone every morning. You mm-hmm. know, the readings for the day. Uh, I, I'm a fan of uh, Father Richard Rohr, which some. In some parts of the church, they feel like he's very dangerous, <laughs> you know, because he's he's just dangerous. <laughs> I don't consider him dangerous, but it, I do read that every morning. So it's a kiss. It's a constant. It's consistent every day that mm. someone is forming my thoughts mm-hmm. for that day, you know. Um, then I I read books. I devour books. <laughs> uh, scripture. Is the other thing when I read the readings of the day, I sit with them. How do how do I live this out? Because that's the whole liturgical year is a lesson, mm-hmm. and it's in three year cycles. Yeah. You know, and, but how many of us regular Catholics even know that that in in the course of the three year cycle in the liturgical calendar, we are going to get to every gospel or at least some portion of those Gospels, we're going to learn the stories of the of salvation history from Old Testament on through, yeah. Yeah, so I think it's obvious for any of us uh, practicing our faith that we see a lack of education. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a sense, like you said, sister, being left alone. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm trying to think of what, what, what was the church thinking or what has it, what has it not connected, right? Um, because I have a hard time believing that the church says, you know, by the time they do confirmation in this country, we do it around sophomore, junior year in high school. They should know everything they need to know, and then they'll be in love with the church, and they'll want to do it on their own. Is that what they thought? Yeah, and then we go about <laughs> kind of not just dropping them, Yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, did, they, did they count on the fact that we would do it on our own, that we would be so in love that we would continue? We're supposed to be adults, mm-hmm. you know. Which is funny to think because, well, yeah, adults, but all the disciples and the the apostles were all, you know, middle age or older people back then being formed and needing someone to to teach, to carry them. And yeah, you're right. I don't think once a week is going to cut it. Cut it. Yeah. Yeah. It it isn't. And it's it's not done in community. I, I think... Part of my religious formation, too, a huge part of my religious formation, is actually been from my community. Mm. You know, I, I, I often look at it and say, my God, I couldn't get away from religious mm-hmm. formation because you come home and you're with religious 
people all the time. And we're, we were constantly studying and, and reading things and discussing and talking and what does this mean to me? You know, and then the whole, it being part of a religious community of women who were not educated in the very beginnings, you know, we were sent out to teach without any education, you know, (laughs) thus rises the sister with the ruler who was, Mm. you know, sitting there with 60 kids how do you keep them in control when you don't have have any training yeah Yeah. you know and 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 through fear and i think that's what the church has done too is to create create fear of not being saved fear Mm. of not making it into heaven well yeah you definitely see history of that oh yeah yeah and some people are still afraid no not at all yeah yeah, that's true Uh, i always go back to relationship that's kind of that's kind of my foundation Mm -hmm. my touch base they don't feel comfortable with the church or with the pastor or with the teacher or with the nun or sister who's teaching them, right? Right. What, what incentive is there to continue on their own? Right? And and in some ways, I feel like it's, um, the church has almost been an abusive spouse uh, mm. because mm. We've, we keep people out that ma- fail to make the mark. And rather than, you know, going towards them and sitting with them and and walking them back. And and that's where I think there's a crisis today in our church. Uh, Francis is saying it all the time. Accompany them, accompany them. Hospitality, accompany them. Mm-hmm. Um, that means you, you walk with them in the messy parts, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, um, so let, let's talk about practical resources uh, that you and I use and what's out there mm-hmm. to continue that faith formation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I want to, I want to do a little disclaimer. This faith formation isn't a walk in the park. No. Right. And it shouldn't be spoon fed. Right. No. Um, this has to be challenging because it's formation. You, you know, you, you grow, you grow mm-hmm. when you're being challenged and you're being uncomfortable and that's not always easy for everybody. Right. And then, so, Throughout people's different stages in their lives, there might require different resources, yeah? Yes. And sometimes the resources, we, we meet the resources in the most unlikely of places. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I may be out for a walk and just be overtaken by the beauty of, mm-hmm. you know, the fall colors are coming yeah. and all of that. And, you know, and look at God's whole cycle of the seasons and all of that that is forming my response yeah yeah to creation and, and, and you want to, to, to clarify what i said earlier the the resources throughout our stages of life i should say the resources throughout our faith formation life because because people come into the faith at different times right. and go through different and take their time you know someone could gobble up faith formation real quick and and be reading merton aquinas you know in their 20s but that doesn't mean someone, you know, there's, there's no standard, I guess. That's what I'm no. saying. There's no standard, right? No. Wherever you are in your faith life, then that's where you start, right? Right. And, and, and God breaks into to wherever you are. Mm-hmm. It, you know, God doesn't yes, only come God to us through Aquinas or mm-hmm. Augustine or the doc. The, there's no dogma that ever converted anybody. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it what, really. What converts and what brings people? Relationships. Relationships, mm-hmm. yes. And and that should happen within um, the context of connection and community. 
And um, so, so sister, what are some resources? Let's let's talk about what we've used in in our life currently of, of what we use as as faith formation. What kind of feeds us spiritually? Um, what are our our meals? Right, and we were talking about this a little before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just like we plan dinner, or some of us have planned our our meals. We we meal prep throughout the week, right? Mm-hmm. Just as important to think of that in our faith life, right? How where do we get fed spiritually? How do we prepare for that? Or do we just grab fast food real quick, right, or something? Yeah. Uh, so so let's look at what we do practically between you and I, sister, and what other resources are out there. So what are uh, consistent things that you receive or or do on your own to to continue your faith formation? Well, I mean, you know it all already, sister. No, I, I mean, don't. Been... God, no, 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 no. No, but that's that's my my downfall to think I know it all, and then all of a sudden, at the age of seventy four, I'm revisiting something that I thought mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. a, a a hold of, and it's it's all new now. It's all different. It's it's it. You know, I walk around a corner. Uh, you know, there's several times that I I just run into people that I that I know. And, and um, I'll give you an example. This Sunday, there was a mom of one of our confirmation kids a couple years ago. And I, and this family, I love this family. I hardly ever see them. And for the first time since the beginning of the pandemic hit, I was standing talking to somebody else after mass. And we were in this conversation and this, this woman walked down the aisle and w- she caught my eye and I caught her eye and we both smiled at each other because she had a mask on and everything, but I recognized her mm. and I recognized her in the, um, you know, just through her eyes and she reached out to me and I reached out to her and we just took, and then it was almost like you're dropping a hot coal because, oh my God, we're not supposed to touch people <laughs> and all that stuff, you know, and I, it was just, but it it, it was, it it was just an instant mm-hmm. that that happened. And then I'm getting ready to go to bed and I plug in my phone and all this stuff. And then it pings and I have a message. And of course, I can't ignore a message. And that. <laughs> so I run over and I get it. And it's this, this woman who is talking to me about, I'm so sorry I reached out, but I was so excited to see you. <laughs> and, you know, and I came in the mask singing this song. And then I walked in and we were singing that song at the mm. beginning of mass. And I saw you for the first time in 19 months. And, you know, and I want to get together. So those are the times that feed me, you know, there's, and it, it is about that. And I said, yeah, I've been reading so many things and probably things are going on in your life. Mm-hmm. So let's make a time to do that. And um, so encounters with en- others. Encounters and always be ready to not just encounter the other, but to encounter, encounter Jesus. Mm-hmm. There's someone trying to reach you right now. I know. (laughs) And I don't know how to turn that thing off. (laughs) Um, What else do you do to to like formation? Are there, I know there's emails that you send me every now and then. Tell tell me about the things that you're subscribed to. Oh, Uh, National Catholic Reporter. Monastery of the Heart by Joan Chittister. Mm. Has yeah, a, that's the one. That's the one you always, you're always kind of yeah, yeah, that's the one you're it, like, hey, read this, or hey, what do you think about right. this? Joan Chittister. And then Richard Rohr, um, and then America Magazine. Um, All these are things that come to your inbox. It come to my inbox. Uh, we, I, daily? Weekly? Um, some of them are daily, and some, most of them are only once a week. Oh, okay. You know, but, but I, I, it, it's just 
I have one too that's called Plow, which is, uh, it's not Catholic, and yet it should be because it, it follows uh, our lectionary readings and everything, mm. but it's more of a social justice mm-hmm. uh, thing. Catholic worker movement, oh, yeah. uh, I meditations that from Merton, and it's just throughout the day they pop up and then I just touch base with them. Where am I? Now, are, are they, are they like obviously obvious educational content or what is it that comes in those emails? Okay, Richard Richard War has a theme every week and it comes in every day. Mm-hmm. And so last week's theme was God and mammon or money. What what is what how should a Christian look at money, mm-hmm. finance and all of that. And it's developed over the uh, Monday through Thursday. Monday through Friday, Saturday is a review of each of those days, and then there's a reflection. Jeez, so that was, that's, a, that's detailed. It is. That's detailed, wow. You know, this week is on, um, well, last week, the week prior to that money one was a, a contemplation and action, mm-hmm. you know. So there's a theme every single week that, and there's several of us sisters that get the same and we we talk about it. That's awesome. the other thing we do a Zoom with, with the sisters out here in California, and these are my friends. And and that that started during the pandemic, just so that you had and somebody to share. I, I made a note to ask about community formation because we do formation on our own. And right. I think that's just as important. Right. And that's very important. Right. We need to do that. But then I think it's important to have formation together. Right. Which we do in in getting ready for our first communion and in confirmation, we're doing things together. I think that needs to continue, right? Right. Uh, right. Our adult formation classes here, Faith, Family, and Friends, we do that as a community. Um, and for those who are too busy that can't find it, you know, don't let, don't ignore technology like sisters doing through Zoom to some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I tell the, the the college students that I work with and other young adults, I find friends where you can talk about these things with, and you do things together. Right. Um, because you need. You need outside, you need external forces right. to push right. you and to challenge you and to do it together and hold yourself accountable because if we do it on our own, as we probably have all experienced, you know, we, exactly. we, we can only last for so long. Um, you know, one thing that I do, sister. Yeah, are, I was going to say, what are you? Are our podcasts. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, just today, actually, I was looking for one because I, I wanted, I need to, my, my scripture studies needs to be beefed up, I think. I, I need to dedicate more time to that. And right now, I'm a little crazy with work and my home life. And so, really, the only time I can concentrate is my drives. And now that I have, I moved, we bought a home not too long ago, I have a little bit more of a drive. And so, I take that time to, to find a podcast that's whether reflective or meditative. There's so many out there. Right. I just type in Catholic, you know, and, and all these other things pop up. So, there's plenty out there that you can find. Um, it's long two-hour ones or short four or five-minute ones. And so, this morning, actually, I found daily readings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found one with the daily gospel and other ones with just the daily readings, excluding the gospel. Right. So we can pay attention a little bit more to the Hebrew scriptures and the Christian scriptures, which I really liked. Yeah. Because like, yeah, sometimes you do ignore those <laughs> scripture mm-hmm. passages and you just focus on what Jesus said and Jesus did, which is important. But those, are, those others have a role to play. So I use podcasts a lot. Um, I, I don't listen to ours consistently. But I listen to other ones. Um, so a podcast for me is right now is kind of my bread and butter. Well, I'll go in there and listen. And I like it because I'll pause it and I'll like digest it. I was like, whoa, what what that, what that just say? And there's so many out there. Father Mike Schmidt, Bishop Barron, who does a great job. 
Um, uh, Scott Hahn has his own. These all these are Catholic figures, good educational resources um, to, to, to follow. Another one is books, books that we have, right? Right, that, that we can read and go to. And, you know, one, one of the biggest formations for me early on in my, in my faith formation uh, after, after high school. Yeah, it was music. Music. Yeah, yeah, music for me was a big one. I was getting into it myself and as a music major temporarily. Uh, and I started playing worship songs and things for the church and mm -hmm. just dabbling here and there. But I was discovering music that I didn't know was out there. And admittedly, and it's no secret, I'm not the biggest fan of Christian music. It's hard for me to, to, yeah. to get into it. Um, but there's some songs that, when it's done right, I can really take to it. And, and there's otherworldly songs that aren't Christian right. songs that I really, I'll listen to. And it really sets me in, in, in a mood. It sets me in a, in a state of appreciation, of thanksgiving. That, that forms me over and over again um, right. closer to God. Um, one other than music, uh, I was thinking of a book. It was a biography of Giovanni Roncalli, of Pope St. John the Twenty-Third. It's a, bi a book of about his life okay, and everything. Yeah. And learning about his life, the saint now, was huge formation. It was nothing educational, really. Right. It was someone who admired him and decided to write a book on him. I just picked it up and I read it very casually. But that 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 let, allowed me to look into a saint's life and, and right. the love that he has of just God and, and you see that in everything that he did. And that just stayed with me. It stayed with me. I don't know if I was an impressional age of 22 or 23, whatever it was. Right. But I, I, I was like, wow, compared to things that I've read since then and even before then, that biography, for whatever reason, right. formed me. Mm -hmm. It was really, really interesting. Really interesting. And then there's, and there's obvious educational material that you can go and read. And there's a lot of uh, publishing companies that do great jobs out there. Oh, yeah. And I, I just, for myself, I like to... I like to bring what I'm consuming mm. uh, as far as faith formation into my like everyday life. Like I tell you one of the the little things is I have a very good friend that that we've never lived in the same part of the country ever mm. ever. So most of our our friendship is online or you know over the phone although we don't talk on the phone that much. But what's what's really getting uh, it's interesting today is we're both uh, baseball fans. Mm. I'm a Dodger fan. Yeah, yeah. She's a Milwaukee Brewers fan. And so when the two teams play... Please, please continue to listen if you're a Giants fan or some other fan. Yeah, I'm so sorry. But, you know. <laughs> um, anyway, what we do is we text each other through the game. And, <laughs> and, and it's, I imagine in my head, I always translate things to the spiritual level. God is trying to text me all along through mm. the trees, through the books, through the this, mm. through that. And how am I responding and how do I respond back? Because I, I try to translate everything I'm doing to make it become holy, you know, so that I'm not just forgetting about. Well, I think it's obvious here that we need to be intentional. Yes. We need to make time. We need to meal prep spiritually right. throughout the week, right. hopefully, and right. not just something once a week. Uh, you, you said how... You prepare your spiritual times in the morning yeah, usually. I do, and, and I was and I I was sharing that right now. I don't I don't have a, a set routine. I know I need it, and what happens when I find that it's happening in my life is I throughout the day, according to whatever the highs and lows of the day is, when I find okay, I need whatever meeting I get out of 
or whatever busy errands I ran, I said, I, I, I know right now I need Christ. Right, right now I need this spiritual right. meal. And I'll snack. I'll do five minutes here, there, or I'll look for a podcast real quick or a song that just... Yes. Yeah, it speaks to me, and, and, and truly, it, it is formation. Right. Yeah, yeah. In my head, I said, it forms me back to God. You know, exactly. It forms me back exactly. to how God wants me. Um, so so it's, it's different for everyone, right? but it's always intentional. It has to be. It, it has to be because then when we get in the heat of the day or in the, the, the messiness of the day, I can decompress mm. for a second or two or three <laughs> and get back in touch you know and and that happens it happened this morning and where i had to go back in mm-hmm. how do we make this right yeah, yeah. those things surface and that's it's it's really about the that god is right there accompanying us every single day we're asked to accompany others right there accompanying us teaching me telling me whispering to me letting me know to go in this direction or that direction Come back to me. Mm-hmm. I, that, mm-hmm. That's really all of it, all of it yeah. is. Yeah. Prayer, our faith formation, communion, all this is come back to me. Mm-hmm. Come back. Mm-hmm. Me. Amen, sister. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you. In, in our show notes here, you'll see some of our uh, uh, practical uh, resources that we use yeah. here. Uh, we'll put the names in there if you ever find interest or right. want to look into them any, any, anymore. Uh, you can always look in there and let us know if you are doing something unique or, or what resources you have. Because I'm always looking for new things. I don't know about you, sister. Oh, yeah. Because uh, there's so many out there. Yeah. So oh, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Take thank care. You. Until then. Have a great week.